Lockdown Tower of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hiya. Hey, how are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, not bad, not bad. I'm currently trying not to piss myself. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I decided it was a good idea at like 25 past 8 to just shotgun three, cup, uh, three cups of incredibly strong coffee sweet um, but relatively uncomfortable right now yeah I can imagine yeah. More, hy- <laughs> well, more hyped and anxious than, uh, than I normally am so strap in you've got a good hour ahead of you <laughs> god I mean I mean, you'll, you'll take care of it editing but there might be several toilet breaks between now and the end of this podcast ah uh, we'll see we'll see that only you will know about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm outside of that. I'm doing okay. Cool, good. We're working on a really sweet sunburn at the moment. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Since I work outside and it has been like 23 degrees every day this week. Oh, it's just kind of like miserable and rainy here. But hey, at least we've got the old uh, Sneal 69 weather report back in action. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been hot as hell. Hey, and nice. really sunny. Um, and I just, you know, despite the fact I work outside every day, just haven't bought any sun cream. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking, looking pretty pretty red mm. and for the last three days my skin has just been like buzzing <laughs> it's really it's really unpleasant Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. uh, and you know the political landscape of the UK is falling off a cliff so yep. having a great time you know yeah. just having a good old <laughs> I don't know, man. We're not we're not a political podcast. I, I get on my high horse sometimes, but let's let's not delve into that nonsense because we'll be here for hours. Yeah, true, that is true. We do only have one hour to spare tonight. Yeah, we'll just when we stop recording, I'll just like go on one of my standard rants at you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not so bad at all myself, to be honest. Um, it'd be a nice bank holiday weekend. I haven't really done a lot. Uh, there was a big wrestling pay-per-view on Saturday night, so I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning to watch that. <laughs> and <laughs> had a great time. It was, uh, yeah. it was great. Sweet. Lots you of fun. Magic this week? Um, no, to be honest. I've done some Vintage Cube because that is back up on Magic Online and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Yeah, it's been as pretty much as fun as it always has been. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't managed anything sort of excite, too exciting or spectacular this time around. I feel like with every iteration of the Vintage Cube, it becomes harder and harder to p- put ever like a viable kind of storm deck or or i don't know any sort of like ridiculous shenanigans really like i know whenever there's, there's been a big change like they do like to include uh, some new cards from standard so we have got some of the, like the newer planeswalkers and stuff that do do allow for like some more interesting things but at the same time they also kind of shut off some more of the interesting things so like having having like your opponent play a narset when you've got like this sick like storm hand is just kind of like disappointing mm-hmm, yeah. um but it, yeah it's been great like vintage cube is probably the best cube it's always fun um there's been like some strange i've seen some very strange packs like oh one of the drafts i did yesterday i had like a uh, pack three pick four sol ring and i was like why what <laughs> yeah what? yeah pack three pick four was sol ring and i was like well what else what else was in was in that pack like genuinely have no idea what happened there um i mean okay so someone so in that pack right yeah the person that opened it maybe they opened a black lotus yeah, okay. which is still not what you take over soaring. It's not. It's not. But I, yeah, for sure, I, I can understand why you could make an argument for taking Black Lotus over soaring, and also why somebody would take a Black Lotus over a soaring because it's you know it's a Black Lotus when you get to play with a Black mm-hmm. Lotus. Sure. Um, and then I guess the two picks after that, they were like AFK, I guess. Maybe. Like, there's no. There's no defensible reason to pass a soaring at any point in the draft. Yeah. Like. That's absurd. Maybe I don't know. I was gonna say like maybe. So you're in you're in pack three and maybe you're heavily in blue already and there's an ancestral in the pack. 
Like, oh, sure, like, yeah, then, like, could... like what, what sort of pack is that where you've got Black Lotus, Ancestral, Soul Ring, and then possibly something else that someone wanted? I don't know, like Natural Order for the Nuts Green deck, uh, I guess? Yeah, uh, maybe. I don't, maybe. I, I, I don't even know. It couldn't have been a, a Splint and Twin piece, because I, I had Splint and Twin and Kiki Jiki. Oh. So, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. What, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But anyway, I ended up with the Soul Ring, so that was cool. Mm, yeah, sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's the only, only opportunity you get to play with the Soul Ring, because oh, yeah. you pay commanders. So. Yeah, yeah, I play it, and I play it in old school. It's restricted in old oh, school. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Is it, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, even then, like, that, that, the games that I played with that draft deck weren't anything too spectacular. Um, just went 2-1 with a, with a nice blue-red twin list. It was cool. It was good fun. Okay, okay. Sweet. Yeah, I feel like this this iteration has been kind of, I don't know, like almost sort of stepped down in power level a little bit, but everything seems a lot more balanced, which I, I think I think is, is probably for the best. I know green has definitely been a, a bit of a stronger colour overall this time, or it feels like it really has been. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been cool, it's been a fun experience, but other than that, I haven't really played any magic at all. Just been back on the on the Hearthstone bandwagon as I grind my way to legend. I, I, as much as you try, I refuse to let this become a Hearthstone podcast. <laughs> oh <laughs> no, it's, yeah, yeah, stop it. it's it's never <laughs> going to be a Hearthstone podcast, but you know, well, I've got I've got to, I've got to make the Mythic Championship one way or another, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah, right. I mean, uh, I this week I went 4-0 at Modern Ethernet. Sweet. So for some sick brags. Awesome. How, what were you playing? In fact. Hey. Yeah. Um, I just went on turn 3 a lot. <laughs> Seems <laughs> good. Modern, right? Seems good. Yeah. yeah. And I've got uh, Legacy FNM this weekend. Ooh, this weekend. Nice. This Friday. Very jealous. So that's going to be it's going to be sweet. And then uh, the weekend following that, there's a, a Legacy tournament at Man League. Cool. So I'm going to be doing that. Awesome. Lots of nice, exciting things to look forward to there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to play some Khan the Great Creator and lose a lot. <laughs> it's going to be sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sounds like you got some pretty exciting things on the horizon there. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't sp- you dare. And speaking of horizons, oh. this week we are talking more modern horizons. Uh, we've got quite a few more cards than we did. This time last week uh, and I mean we've got some more developed takes I guess really is is, is what I want to say <laughs> that's what you want to say it's not true <laughs> um, nah just that segue good god um, <laughs> yeah we'll just move swiftly on so let's think about it um, yeah so we've got like a lot more cards spoiled this time hmm. um, and uh, look, we do have some sort of hot takes I'm not sure about hot takes they're takes nonetheless but yeah for sure I, when I post this podcast on Twitter I just like to talk about hot takes because you know I'm a hot take Sally. So, sure. um, we, we um, yeah, we've got some things about, about some cards. What's playable, what isn't playable. Um, just the same general. Um, and no matter how it, may, how it may have sounded last time we discussed the set, I am really excited for it. Yeah, definitely. I... I definitely feel a bit different um, this week mm-hmm. talking about it compared to, to last week. Where I think I was, in general, more excited about the set because we hadn't had as many cards revealed uh, as we do now in regards to, like, you know, playability of cards in modern and, and all that. But I, I still think I'm super, super excited for ju- just, like... The design of the set is amazing. Like the limited format seems like it's going to be really cool. Lots of cool cards for for all sorts of formats, and yeah, I, I think I think we've definitely got some feelings. But I I think I think it looks like they're going to smash it out of the park. Yeah, this is the thing. I think um, it's not what we would expected, right? It's not yeah, what we were sort of hoping for when we heard the name Modern Horizons, and I think that leads to a lot of disappointment for the set that isn't really justified in terms of the actual cards that are being printed. Yeah. Um, like honestly, I think this is. 
possibly the best supplemental product they've released. That that's probably the end of the that sentence. Um, yeah, I, just just I in terms of yeah, like it's sweet, and I think we'll, we'll, we we plan to talk about this like later on in the episode. But, but like we're going to talk about some some specific cards first. But I think it has to do with like the fact that it's marketed as a modern set. Yeah, definitely. When, I, 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 I think we I think we're just going in it now. Modern. You want to talk about it now? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think we just go going in it now. Like I to me, it feels like that that whole iconic masters thing again where like they say it's iconic masters it's going to be full of iconic cards and you know it once again it's 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 modern horizons it's a set where you're going to have cards that are too powerful for standard or the cards that are going to skip standard and go straight into modern because we have more flexibility we can do more cool exciting things and they really mm-hmm. sort of the way they announced it really sort of put the emphasis on modern like even like you know, getting Matt Nass on the on the Twitch show to, to talk about like modern specifically. You know, Matt Nass, who, who is known as like a, a very good modern player and you know notable for getting cards and decks banned in modern. He's he's, he's so good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think again, it's it's a bit of a PR issue. I think really where like they've said something or the, the way they've communicated something doesn't necessarily reflect entirely what the set is. And I, I think I think I think people have been sort of having their having expectations a bit too high I think I think that's part of the problem I think the, ex- the expectations were created by the fact that it's meant to be a modern set but it's not this is the thing I think I think it's it's not a modern set it's a set that will be legal in modern yeah so like when we get conspiracy or battle bond or something like that where any new cards are legal in legacy vintage and commander we don't have that expectation yeah we see a few sweet cards and we're like okay so like I can't, I can't even card off the top of my head but like there are cards that are available in the internal formats right yeah, and we just think, oh, this is a sort of mental product, and it's it's cool. We like the design, we like the the flavour of it. We some of the cards are powerful and make their way into these formats, um, and I think that's what that's that's just what this set is. What what this set is is just one of those supplemental sets, like a conspiracy. Yeah, um, that just happens to be pushed in terms of power level, but they've called it Modern Horizons because it's it's a new that it's legal in modern as well as the eternal formats. Yeah, whereas those supplemental products are normally not legal in modern. Um, so I think it's the fact that it's called Modern Horizons that's the problem. This isn't a modern set at all. Like this is just a supplementary, supplementary product. This is just like like Battlebond. It's just that the power level of the cards is pushed so that we might see some modern contenders in there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas normally we wouldn't see that many legacy contenders or stuff like that because there's clearly there's a couple of sweet reprints that were like kind of needed reprints from a financial point of view and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that aren't going to make their way into, like, well, like, it's unlikely they'll make their way into modern. There's some sweet commander cards, like, there's a lot of ridiculous legendary creatures that are clearly just, they exist for commander play, that maybe they couldn't quite fit into, like, commander precons. Yeah. The limited format and specific seems pretty sweet from what yeah. we've seen so far. There's just, like, there's cards that, that are for everyone, right? They're, yeah, for sure. They're going to buy these packs because they want to open, like, a sweet legendary creature for a new commander deck, or yeah. they want to open uh, the white version of Beast Within, which is clearly unplayable in modern, but it's pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, stuff like that and, and then on top of that you get design and this sort of law behind the cards where everything is basically a reference to some something else some kind of older card yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I and I love that part of it it's, it's it's incredibly exciting and incredibly cool just to see a card and be like oh this is completely unplayable but look how sweet it is look at this flavour text look at yeah. this art look at how this is you know a colour shifted version of this or how this is um, a powered down or powered up version of this and stuff like that I think it's really sweet it's a really well designed set but I think the fact that it's been marketed as a modern set has really created a lot of frustration and disappointment in the player base yeah absolutely I mean if you look at like the article where it was announced like it says pretty 
pretty much like uh, reading verbatim here. We've got powerful new options mixed with flavorful updates for favorite characters means Modern Horizons is going to be a wild ride. The set is full mm. of cards that build up favorite modern strategies, create new ones, and bring plenty of flavor to matches where modern cards are legal. I think couple that like um the bit where it says like set is full of cards that build up favorite modern strategies create new ones uh, i think that coupled with the fact that the at that point it stated it was going to be six dollars 99 on magic online per booster mm-hmm. kind of gets people thinking oh this is this is going to be like a master set this is going to have like cards that are are that good and that powerful and, and, and that playable and things are really going to be going to be changed and shaken up and it's going to be different and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna sort this format out. It's gonna be awesome. Whereas I, I think realistically, it it certainly looks like it is something more of like a conspiracy or battle bond style set, mm-hmm. but that sort of turned up to eleven. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think that's that's great. That's the kind of that's the kind of set. Like for my mindset personally, where I I love to play competitive formats, but I also love lore and flavor yeah. and, and EDH. Um, this is like the perfect set for me because I look at a card and see a sweet reference and I look at a different card and see a sweet inclusion for one of my commander decks or a new commander to build around and then I see another card and think oh this might fit into a modern deck and we can um, sort of examine the constructed capabilities of a certain card and stuff like that and I think that's like it's just a, it's a perfect design for a set yeah, know, for sure. me personally and I'm sure there are lots of people that feel that way as well so we, we, we learned from the panel that Mark Rosewater did at uh, Magic Fest London that this was essentially like Time Spiral 2 yeah right like, like a love letter to that to that block um, with all its wacky designs and sort of strange, strange cards and mechanics, and I think I think this set would be much better received if that's what it was marketed as. Yeah, I, I agree. Like if it was just called Time Spiral Two or some some other kind of like random name for a yeah. thing, where you get the idea of what the thing's going for, and also this this time it just happens to be legally modern. Yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't become that isn't the headline. That's just a feature of the set. Yeah, I, I agree I there. That's, I, that's, that's I, I think it's even like a yeah, it's, it's even sort of like a, a flavor win, I guess, for the want of a, a better term. The whole deal with Time Spiral was was that whole kind of like playing with time, and I think e- even if if they did, if they just if they just called this set like Time Spiral Two, but like put like two in like Roman numerals or something, and so it was kind of like this. It was this thing that had come from the past to the future, but not quite the present. I think that, that absolutely. I think that that just just makes sense. Like I think that would be really cool i think that would more so sort of encapsulate what this set is rather than specifically saying oh modern horizons i think and it would be like it would still perfectly encapsulate all the cards we've seen so we've yeah. seen like cards like sarah and urza yeah like old characters who now finally have cards which are modern legal and that would be like a perfect encapsulation of, of, of that and also like all these random like these reprints from from old sets and then like cards that look like older cards and stuff and like putting <laughs> crap loads of mechanics in this set like yeah. cards that mechanics that appear on exactly one card and stuff like that and yeah I think that that would be it and, and then that would leave people far less disappointed I've seen a lot of people say they would like they're kind of disappointed by the set and like not understand why some of the cards are so lacking in power yeah um, I, I, I know. I, I do feel that way myself slightly. It's. Mm. It's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a really strange feeling that I, I feel like I haven't. I don't think I've ever had it with a magic set before. Like where a I'm dead excited because there's loads of new cards and all of the new cards and the reprints are all they're all sweet like they're all really cool the set is exciting it is really cool mm. but at the same time I feel I think almost equally as disappointed because it doesn't quite meet 
that expectation of what I assumed this product would be. That's the problem. It's the assumption. It's the way it was hyped up. It's the way it's been marketed. Whereas I guarantee, well, I, I don't guarantee. Nah, screw it. Hot take. I guarantee that um, if this set had been marketed as Time Spiral 2, but it hasn't been on legal, you'd feel a lot happier about it. Oh, yeah, you, absolutely. You, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have built a back expedition in your head of what this was going to be. Like, oh, we're going to get a force of on a wasteland and all of this stuff. It's like, um, we didn't get any of those things. And that's fine because now I understand what the set is for. And like, putting force in this set wouldn't have made a lot of sense yeah. in terms of like what it's trying to achieve it's just there was a, there were a lot of mixed messages about what this set was trying to achieve um, and now that, now that we're seeing it I mean we've still only got like a third of a spoiler at this point but um, now that I know what, what it's trying to achieve like I, I love every part of the set and I think it's sweet and I think there are still quite a few cards that are good in modern are going to see play maybe the fringe maybe like defining an archetype but I think there are certainly a lot of cards in the set that we'll see modern yeah. day and possibly beyond so agree there honestly I think this is just a, a slam dunk of the set from like all those points of view yeah. if you take away that disappointment factor I, I think I, I do have a handful of full of gripes I think I think my my biggest gripe is is that price point I think um, mm-hmm. which like yeah I, I understand like you can't price this at the same price as I, I don't know I was just saying, like you can't price this at the same price as, as a standard set but I mean, you probably can, I guess. Um, but mm-hmm. sure, I guess you need a way to differentiate this from the standard product and say, hey, this is this is going to be a more powerful set. This is going to be uh, for more enfranchised pl- enfranchised players. Um, so we'll we'll bump the price up slightly. And I think at the at the time when it was it was almost thought of as this kind of like new master style product, then. I was totally happy with that price point, but now now I can see the set. I'm like, uh, I don't know, like really, what what differentiates this from Battle Bond or Conspiracy? Like, why couldn't they've just been the same price? I think it, it allows them to put more powerful cards that they know are going to be more expensive, right? Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Wizards doesn't consider a secondary market, but no, of course they do. Um, so it allows them to put like a lot of cards that they know are going to command a high price, regardless of whether that's like Commander or Modern or. Um, whatever that uh, informs the price they know that they can put it can be slightly more pushed whereas like Iconic Masters had very few valuable reprints um, oh, yeah. and like Battle, Battle Bond has very few valuable cards and Conspiracy has like Conspiracy 2 has like a few and stuff like that like it allows them to like put several cards that are like are of a 30-40 price point yeah and it'd be fine because um, there's a lot of cards in here like if this was like um three pounds a pack or whatever i don't know where these these card prices would sit because they're just there's so many that should be worth money yeah, yeah. And a considerable amount of money that i'm not sure that would have worked out and it allows them to put those cards in like more cards in that are worth more money and like there's more chance for like an expensive rare than there is for just bulk that is true i don't know i like i i like i understand with it because it, you know every time we have more but like it's it's why like standard sets like most of the time, the most expensive card is like tops out like forty dollars. Yeah. Whereas like master sets or whatever, where the weather most packs are more expensive, the most expensive card tops out like two hundred. Like in the in the legs of Tarmogoyf or Liliana in the Veil or something yeah. like that. And it allows them to put more cards in, like fill them. So we saw it with like Modern Masters three, where they just shoved everything in there that was expensive. Yeah. Which therefore justifies the higher price, uh, higher price of, of a boost pack. Yeah, for sure. So I think this is kind of a similar way, and that's like the higher price of boost. But also, they haven't given an MSRP, but like they know what they're doing, right? And they know, they know when they give a, a magic online price, they know that's also going to inform the market price of an actual paper boost pack. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. Yeah. So it, like it affects the price. And like 
you have cards in here that are definitely been worth money for, for a long time oh, so, agreed definitely I, I do think there is a good amount of like value in the set absolutely. I, I think I do just just feel a little bit more down on on that price rather than like if this had been a set that would sort of like fundamentally change modern yeah like i mean if it had been i don't know i don't know maybe maybe it's just like i don't know like a like an unfounded gripe but if it i don't know even if it was like a pound or two cheaper if this was like 4.99 a pack i'd feel a lot better <laughs> than i would at like well, also, 6.99 you've also got to realize well like contemplate or remember that the market has set this price right yeah yeah well distributors have set the price and then yeah exactly yeah. that's what i mean like that's what dictates the price and like it's not well i mean wizards well wizards, it, wizards of the coast kind of yeah kind of do because then they they sell the to the distributors and the distributors kind of touch an rrp price mm-hmm. yeah i just think there's a lot of things well. like i'm fine with the price of these boosters yeah i'm, I'm sure i'm sure in in the long run it is it's absolutely fine and, and like i think once they start uh becoming available like gps and stuff or we see like events where you can you can like win a boxes and stuff i think you know we'll start to see the the price of like a full box come down a bit and mm-hmm. yeah like maybe that'll be a thing uh but i don't know that's 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 one of my gripes uh the other gripe which i, I guess may as well get out of the, out of the way now is uh mm. containment priest isn't in this set <laughs> yeah yeah it's a card i thought was like oh because we, we made that like predictions episode right we're like yeah these cards will be in modern horizons and god how wrong we were because we didn't understand the parameters of the set yeah uh, now that we do understand the parameters of the set uh that card would have been great in here and should just be in here and i am also confused it's not a gripe of mine I'm like okay whatever we can deal without it for another 18 months until they release the next modern horizons or whatever yeah um but still yeah it should be in here right Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that means it'll be in a standard set within the next year. Maybe. That would be interesting. Like that would be really cool. Like they could just stick it in a core set, right? Because the core set has to be like fifty percent reprints, fifty percent new cards now. And mm-hmm. like that would be, that would be a cool place to put it in. Um, it gives people yeah, reasons to buy the core set, uh, and it's also you know it it would probably be quite playable in standard currently when you've got like you know Arclight Phoenix is, is a deck still mm-hmm. yeah yeah I agree um, I think it certainly could be and yeah it seems weird that it's not in here because that seems like a, just a, such a, a great card to put in, in the set especially seeing like the power level of reprints we've seen or like new cards we've seen in the set so far which we will get to at some point um, yeah that seems like a perfect card to be putting in here um, yeah it's not like power level yeah it's not gonna gonna break modern or anything and it mm-hmm. might not even necessarily see you know that much play all the time, but I just think it'd be a great inclusion in the format. Yeah, it's a, it's a sweet card. Um, it functions as a hate card against certain strategies, which a lot of the cards in the set seem to do. Yeah, um, this is like answers rather than like proactive additions for like new, new archetypes or, or for like additions to existing archetypes. Um, and it would be perfect, honestly. Um, so yeah, I don't understand. I'm 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 less sort of put off or bothered by that, to be honest. But yeah, the fact that's been crunched out with the numbers is uh, kind of kind of a shame. Yeah, I, I agree. But you know, Modern Horizons two will be a thing, right? So they'll probably make it the face card of that or something. Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, we assume there'll be a Modern Horizons two based on the fact that the hashtag is MTGMH one. Yeah. 
and at the bottom left it says MH1 on the car. So <laughs> we can only we can only assume that there would be an MH2. This is true. This is true. We don't know. They do weird stuff all the time. <laughs> so um, yeah, like I, I think this uh, this sounds amazing. Honestly, like I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm very excited to draft it. Very excited to. Well, I'm not going to crack any boosters. So I'm just I'm just like pre-ordering the cards I want. Like I've pre-ordered uh, six cards currently. Probably going to add a few more to that list at some point awesome. if I can find reasonably priced Japanese copies. <laughs> of there's no way I'm going to find it. Yeah, obviously. Like I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to want to own those cards in Japanese at some point because they're for constructed decks that I already own. Yeah. So they're going to have to be Japanese at some point to fit in with the rest of the deck because my decks are all Japanese. So what's the point in ordering English copy to then go and try and find a Japanese copy when I can just buy reasonably priced Japanese copies on a card market? Yeah, that's a fair take. Is it? Or is it just me being an asshole buying Japanese cards that they don't really need? I don't know. Uh, each, each to their own. Like... You like what you like. Yes. I like what I like. Yeah. Let's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Should we talk about yeah. some cards? Some, some some cards that are now definitely in the set, and we think will will be the very least playable in, in modern. Yeah, absolutely. Also, this list does include um, some cards that I have I have pre-ordered personally, um, and there are some other cards that I'm probably going to pre-order copies of. I can find them at a decent price. Um, but yeah, let's 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 go ahead. Do you, do you want to start, or should I start, or where do you want to uh, go? Yeah, if you want to take it away. Cool. So this is. Oof, we're going to start out strong, right? Sure. This is this is my first hot take. No, this is like my sixth hot hot take of this episode, but the first hot take in terms of cardboard. Um, so I think the possibly the most playable card in the set uh, is Lava Dart. Nice. Right. This is just great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, agree. So, so why do you think it's the most playable card in the set? Because Arcpite Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, this is one mana, um, deals one damage to any target for an instant, and you can flashback Sacrifice a Mountain. So in one card, you get two spells. Yeah. One mana, one card, two spells, um, which obviously is the kind of thing that Arkham Phoenix wants to do. It's been playing Gutshot, um, and this functions very similar to Gutshot, um, but it's two, two uh, It's technically two cards in one, because you get to cast it twice, but you get to put it on the stack twice, and yeah. therefore trigger your artwork thing, it's easier. Um, and this card's just very, very good, fits into that game plan great. Um, yeah, I think it's just the most popular card. And also, like, obviously, it randomly kills uh, Noble Hierarchs and, and stuff, and, like, some cards like Humans or, like, some Affinity cards and stuff like that. Like, it, it does also, also have some functionality. You're not just playing it for those things. It's also just, like, does sometimes do stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of sweet. I think it's a, obviously a great reprint. The fact that this wasn't already modern legal is confusing, I guess. Um, yeah, I think this is great. It's a slam dunk for exactly Arclight Phoenix. And I like that. That's kind of what the set's been about, right? It's, like, these cards are great for specific strategies yeah for sure yeah i, I fully agree with you <coughs> with this one I, I think it is a great inclusion um I, I think it's interesting that we have a bit of a cough of the hammer flavor text on there maybe maybe that's someone we'll see in standard at some point in the near future oh, i hope so yeah me too uh but um, yeah it's yeah. just a great card mm-hmm. you want to go for the next one yeah so next up we have force of negation yeah, yeah. so we did work this last week right we did yeah yeah um it's a player it's a role player in the format certainly um, but I mean we covered this last week but I just wanted to give a rundown of like the cards that are playable yeah um, for sure it's, yeah I mean it's just, my sound to it hasn't changed same agreed so, like it's it's probably fine in some sideboards <laughs> uh, I, I I absolutely think it will see a non-zero amount of play but mm-hmm. I still don't think it's great and personally would have much preferred Force of Will yeah I mean sure <laughs> like yeah, I, I, I like that this card exists, honestly. Um, but I think it's a perfectly fine power level to put in this kind of set, and we'll just see some play, and I like that. I like printing cards in these kind of sets that will see some play, but don't ruin the formats or anything like that. Yeah. I also haven't checked the um, the pre-order price since it was like exclusively 40 euros. 
on MKM. <laughs> I'm assuming it's gone down considerably from that when people actually read the card. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't looked at like the prices of pretty much anything in this set, to be honest. Oh, I've been keeping a close eye. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's been my thing. Um, yeah, because there's certain cards I'm like, this is a very reasonable price of this card, and some of them I'm just like, this is just going to go down. I'm actually going to quickly check what yeah. the price point of this card is. Yeah, I, um, so I, I figured with this being like a, a quote-unquote print to demand set that the best time to pick up any of these these cards is going to be within sort of the first six to eight weeks. You know, mm-hmm. once we've had like the the full sort of wave one released in the market and all of the cards are available. Um, I, yeah, I, I figured like any cards that we'll probably see any amount of play in modern will have, will have sort of been figured out by then and we'll start to see prices sort of established their, their baseline mm-hmm. yeah so it seems like currently the trend is between like 15 and 17 euros for this okay which is like okay i think it's still a little bit inflated like i think this is like a 20 dollar card fairly firmly um but yeah it was it's better than like the first when it was first spoiled they were like old 40 euros on card market it's like yeah. <laughs> nowhere does card yeah. cost this amount of money as said yeah we'll um, see we'll see yeah so the next card on our list yes which i have horribly misspelled on our show notes um <laughs> <laughs> is Flusterstrom. Yeah, Flusterstrom. Uh, yeah, Flusterstrom. And um, this is obviously going to see play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's why it's on, on the list. Um, I don't think it's going to see anywhere near as much play as we first assumed when it was spoiled. Uh, when I say we, I mean, like, the Magic community, I didn't think this was going to see much play. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is sweet, but I don't think it's particularly playable. Yeah, it, again, I, we, we touched on it last week, and mm-hmm. uh, I, my feelings haven't changed on this one either. Like, it's yep. it's... A cool sideboard card for blue decks to play against Storm if Storm becomes too much of a problem, or you're expecting a lot of Storm at a particular event. Um, yeah. So, like, sometimes you might want three in your sideboard. Sometimes you might want zero in your sideboard. So, like, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Maybe, maybe between this and a couple of other cards in, in the in the set, there's going to be like a mono blue deck, or maybe like I don't know, blue white or Jeskai can play like one of these main board possibly but it's it, mm-hmm. it's it's just fine the card's just fine yeah i agree i think honestly i think i probably said this last week as well i just want spell purse yeah yeah spell purse is far more appealing to me currently in modern that's uh, that's a fair take so. i think we're given the fact that like modern is this you know super fast drag race format anyway like mm-hmm. you you want to be you want to be counting things on the early turns because you're not going to go past turn four or five realistically are you which no, is when sort of Fluster Storm really stops to take effect yeah definitely so let's stop talking about cards that we've already talked about cool. gonna move on to our next card sure go for it so our next card is a Prismatic Vista yeah the new fetch land it's cool yeah it's fetch land that can only such basic lands yes so um, Prismatic Vista you tap it pay one life sacrifice it search your library for a basic land card put it on the battlefield and shuffle your library so just a Better Evolving Wilds or Terramorphic Expanse. Yeah. I think that's a more fair comparison than compared to like Misty Rainforest and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, it's definitely no Skeleton Town. Yeah. Um, this is a cool sort of budget. Uh, the price was quite expensive when it was first previewed, but I believe it's gone down. Yeah. I think um, it's certainly a sweet budget option for like people who want to get into the format and like aren't quite able to afford mana bases. Yeah, yeah. That that involve like Scotting Tons, for example. Uh, this is sweet. I like it. I think it's 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 just a cool card. It's obviously not gonna be like there might be a weird way to build mana bases going forward where you want something like this, such as specifically basics, but I really can't picture what that is. Yeah, I think um, maybe maybe like um Eldrazi deck can play a play set of these do all get their wastes. Like yeah, maybe that's a thing. Is, this isn't the main reason I'm excited about this card is that it's the first fetch land that can actually get wastes. Yeah. 
which is certainly very important for maybe something like um, Aldrazi and Taxes, stuff yeah. like that. Um, or like maybe just the Aldrazi deck that plays Wastes wants a way to shuffle or a way to put cards into their graveyard or something like that. So I think that's the most exciting application of this card, the fact that it can find Wastes, whereas obviously like Marsh Flats and stuff can't. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really sweet. I, I, I like that they printed this card. Also, the art on it is like amazing. Oh yeah, it, it is very nice. Yeah, it, it's it's just cool. Like again, like mm-hmm. pretty much yeah, every card in the set, like it's it's a throwback to something or it's a, a new hot take on something or it, it's just a mm-hmm. really cool design. And yeah, I think this is a great inclusion in the, in the set. And I can't imagine this will be ever this will ever be cheaper than the price for pack. So it's you know the value will be there too. Yeah, sweet, and it's it's sweet for like commander and whatever. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Cool. So, what is our next card? Sweet. So, next up, we've got another in this uh, the Force cycle. Mm-hmm. We have Force of Vigor. Yep. Force of Vigor is two green green for an instant. Uh, if it's not your turn, you may exile a green card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. And it says destroy up to two target artifacts and or enchantments. So, yeah, this one seems like your territory, right? Yeah, hot take number the second. Sure. This is the best in the force cycle yeah probably going to agree with you there yeah it's really good um can't can't blow up microsynth lattice when there's a can in play yeah well sorry can't be a good bit blow up microsynth lattice when there's a microsynth lattice in play um which i was trying to troll people with but they didn't take it well um <laughs> <laughs> yeah because cards are colorless when there's microsynth lattice in place so you don't have a green card to exile to force of vigor yeah just just wanted to make that clear in case you haven't heard it from literally everyone else <laughs> Uh, it's just got to be, um, blowing up stuff is, is really good Bl- blowing up artifacts and enchantments is, is very good being able to do it for zero mana is very very good yeah. um, it, it's going to function similarly to like the kind of forcible where like, they think it's safe to go for that thing and then, then you just get to blow them up um, it also allows you to be proactive but then still holding up some kind of disruption to your opponent and, and blowing up artifacts and enchantments is incredibly relevant in modern um, very possibly relevant in legacy and stuff like that um, boggles can just get lost right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm really really looking because I, like, I'm, I'm probably going to pick some of these up um i haven't yet but i'm going to wait for the price to sort of settle and, and, and get some of these because i can i play exclusively green decks and constructive formats um yeah but, I, I think that this is a great card um like how do you feel about this seeing play in legacy could that be a thing um i think it certainly sees play in dredge yeah legacy also sees play in dredge and modern almost certainly um, Legacy is probably very good because there's there's some like artifacts and challenge you want to get rid of. Yeah, it's it's less it's less applicable in in um, Legacy, I think. But like blowing up into Sarah bridges and silver libraries and, and you know what have you is, is yeah, certainly lines relevant. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing as well. Like blowing up ley lines for zero mana. Like if your opponent like goes ley line of the void or like ley line of sanctity and you're able to just turn zero kill it, that Seems feels good. good. Like, obviously, your card disadvantage, but like it's a way of interacting with these cards. Where you, where you previously couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I absolutely want to be playing against Boggles and just have them have a Boggle with two enchantments on it and go to equip, not equip, but go to attach um, yeah. Debrick Coronet and just Oof. blow up the two enchantments. Nice. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this card's great. I, I think it's 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 probably, the, it's, it's, it is the best of the four cycle, honestly. It has the most applications. Um, it's probably good in most green decks. Um, it's also, you know, worth noting that blowing up Chalice it can almost certainly always blow up a Chalice yeah. unless you're putting Chalice up 4 for some reason who knows these are, these are strange times we live in yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's very true but like you know Chalices are predominantly on 0 yeah. uh, 1 and 2 yeah agreed um, so this is this is really sweet um, 
I'm, I'm a big fan of this card. And blowing up two for zero mana is just like so good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I, I think I, I do agree that it probably is just the best of the four cycle. Uh, mm. But next up, we do have another of the four cycle. Here we we have Force of Despair. So is it one black black for an instant? If it's not your turn, you may exile a black card from your hand rather than pay the spell's mana cost. Uh, it says destroy all creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. This is sweet. I love this card. Yeah, I, I like this a lot. Um, I, I think this is really fairly costed as well for the ability. The, yeah, definitely, yeah definitely. one black black instant. Um, I think that that is probably quite payable in some decks. So like, it, mm-hmm. even if, like, say your opponent goes, like, end step, um, collected company, and then for whatever reason you still have that mana available, one black mm-hmm. black isn't too bad to kill whatever they, they get off their cocoa. Yeah, absolutely. And like sometimes they'll out evolve something in in your end step and this just is a murder and that's like kind of okay in a lot of yeah. situations. And sometimes they'll play a lot of creatures out of their hand and you get to just kill them all for zero mana. Or dredge. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to play this against dredge. Yeah, me too. Like destroying them isn't like destroying like prize mountains and stuff isn't great or like whatever because they'll come back at some point. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's so good. If they put like a whole turn into just building up their board and you just get to. To, like decimate them for zero mana like that's such value yeah like three mana like, it's worth noting that Gaddock Teague <laughs> yeah right like this can kill a Gaddock Teague if it ends the battlefield whereas like Damnation and stuff can't yeah that's um, true instant speed block wipes are sweet even if they're like restricted in terms of the, it's only kills it kills creatures at the end of battlefield that turn that's kind of really sweet I think it's the second best in the fourth cycle yeah strong agree there definitely um, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think my, my issue with it is is like where does it seek play? Like, is it is it going to be like in Jun sideboards, or is it going to be in like you know eight rack sideboards, or even eight rack main boards? Like, what? Where does the where does this card live? That's the thing. That's what what we've got to we've got to sort of figure out, I guess, right? Yeah. Which is the true true of a lot of these cards. Yeah, um, for sure. Cards like, this is this is very powerful, but where does it go? Um, I do quite like the uh, the secret implication of this card as well. Go on. So you destroy all creatures that end the battlefield this turn. Uh, you can cast it for free if it's not your turn. Mm-hmm. You know what card likes uh, making lots of creatures that enter the battlefield with haste on their opponent's turn? That is currently turn? banned in modern. Oh, what? Unbanned Splinter Twin. Oh, for gut, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, legitimately, it, it's an answer to Splinter Twin, right? Um, yeah, we have loads of answers to Splinter Twin. Yeah, That's I know, not... they just need to unban it already. <laughs> God damn it! We'll do it. We'll do a split episode at some point. I promise you. Sweet. This Sweet. is not it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is an answer to Splinter Twin. Uh, so we you know, Path to Exile, Abrupt Decay, Assassin's yeah. Trophy, Fatal Push. Like the, the, the list, the uh, Force of Vigor, I guess. Um, maybe right. maybe we can uh, buy Pleasant Kenobi enough Gregs to come on the uh, on the podcast and talk about why they should advance Splinter Twin for an hour. Oh, that right. That entire debate right with the Gregs thing. I. I've gotten so lost in it. Does he love or hate Gregs? I I, I assume love, but I mean, I, I don't know if anyone this... loves loves Gregs as much as I do. <laughs> you can only eat one thing from them. <laughs> uh, multiple things, oh. actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. They well, they've got the obviously the vegan sausage roll is the big the big headliner, uh, yes. but also they've got a, a range of sort of uh, vegan sandwiches and salads, and then also the yeah. fruit as well, and then also the iced buns. Um, not the ones that they have on the sort of display counter where they keep all the other pastries and stuff, but the mm-hmm. pre-made ones that come in the in the two pack that you have that you find just on the shelves or in the little baskets in front of the counter. Uh, they are also oh, vegan. 
but not the ones they make in store because they do an egg glaze on them. Ugh. Um, I, 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 if I haven't made it clear enough already, I, I love Greg's. I love Greg's so much. <laughs> <laughs> I also love Greg's. But they're Belgian buns sometimes vegan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, the ice buns, the Belgian buns. It's it's the ones that come in the two pack that are pre-made, uh, and not Sick. the ones that are made in the store because they do an egg glaze on them. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got a small <laughs> anecdote on that. When I there was a um, there was a, I was driving back from Leeds. Yeah, to Birmingham, and we stopped at the services. I was like, "There's a Greg's in here." Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna buy some vegan sausage rolls. Um, and I was like, oh, "I'll get a drink when I'm in here." And they also sold Monster. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been happy happier in a single moment when I was bu- going to buy vegan sausage rolls, and also found that I could buy Monster in the same transaction. Yeah, it's like so good. They are one pound um, twenty five each, though, in the uh, the service stations. Uh, it's goddamn worth it. I tell oh, you. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I eat roughly two to three of them a week. <laughs> uh, I, I had like two to three of them per day when I was in Sheffield on the MCQ because <laughs> there was a Greg's right over the road. <laughs> it was oh, like you haven't got enough time to like really eat anything between rounds, uh, especially when I was mm-hmm. like playing a kind of stupid control deck. And I was like, right, yeah, yeah. I'll run to Greg's and I'll just scoff down this, this uh, vegan sausage roll. Oh man, it's so good. Why, how did anyone hate Greg's? I don't know. Like, who, even, who even would hate Greg's? Even when they didn't sell anything vegan, I was still like, I'm firmly pro Greg's. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm still like, I love the existence of this like horrible pastry shop where you just buy stuff that's going to kill you. It's so good. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's truly northern. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I'd like. It's one of the best things to ever come from the north. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, Greg's is not in this set, <laughs> but you know oh, what oh. is? Yeah, a sweet cycle of brand new lands. Yes. Um, wait, what are you going to call them? Uh, I guess I guess Horizon Lands is the name, right? Yeah. So my my thinking is right. So they're, they're from Modern Horizons. Yes. They are based on the existing land Horizon Canopy. Yes. Therefore, Canopy Lands. Mm, I I prefer Horizon Lands because none of them. Canopy Lands. Well, only one of them in the cycle features a canopy, whereas they all pretty much feature a horizon in the artwork. Uh, yeah, but it's. I was just trying to make a joke. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they do all feature horizon. You are correct. Um, so anyway, yes, these are these are lands of the enemy color cycle. Yes, that's uh, interesting, which, right? Absolutely. Uh, which you can tap and pay one life to add uh, one color of you of those from the enemy cycle. So black or white or red or blue, and you can pay uh, one mana, sac- tap it, and sacrifice it to draw a card. Yeah. Uh, these are. Uh, <laughs> What? This yeah. is a, a cycle of cards none of us were expecting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Did not expect this at all. Um, I mean, probably should have, given it was Modern Horizons, right? Horizon Canopy, whatever. Uh, but If I'm being honest, I didn't expect them to be that clever. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think this is great. It feels completely unexpected, and it's, it's just super cool, right? All these cards are great. They're all going to see a fairly decent amount of play. And yeah, the fact they're rare as well is fantastic as well. Like, yeah, yeah, just great. I think the main the enemy cycle is particularly good. So we've got black, white, blue, green, blue, yep. red, red, white, uh, black, green. Um, I think that's really good. Yeah, it's... I think white, blue, or black, blue, or so a white, blue one would be kind of problematic for control. Yeah, white, blue, for sure. Control, as we see it, Kony. Um, and red, green with the existence with the existence of life from the loam would certainly present a problem yeah but as it is you sort of have to splash around and like mess about with your mana base and have a land that only taps one of your colours um, but the additions we get so like the black white one I don't know tokens or something yeah maybe 
black white one is the least exciting one, I think. Yeah, I think the black white one goes in this 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 tokens thing, which I think they're trying to do with like Cabal Therapist and Sarah and Lingering mm-hmm. Souls yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's the least exciting one, but it's still it's still certainly playable. It and it's fine. beautiful art as well. Deck. Oh yeah, the art's gorgeous. Seven can and clearly just continuing to smash it. Yeah. Um, and then the blue green one. Um, in fact, right. Yeah. I've got two on the way. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's good. Finding finding uh, room in the infect man database is certainly difficult. Um, Emma Handy wrote an article about these lands in modern, and uh, she briefly touched on infect. Yeah. Um, and how it, this might not be great because you you want high density of fetch lands for the comments, um, and you also need a certain number of code sources to go and find. So like, and obviously you need four link one Yeah. So like, finding finding slots for this card is like slightly difficult. Yeah. But I think it's certainly the kind of effect we want. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. Certainly definitely. not four. You probably have like one or two, maybe. Yeah. If we can find room. I think that the same goes for for Lantern as well. Like you can play two of these in Lantern easily. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I was playing Lantern, I was playing like Seagate Wreckage as a one-off. Um, sure. Because obviously you've got your Academy Ruins artifact combo shenanigans thing there. So this this is just a bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think it's yeah it's good as like a two of in there. Um, Fiery Islet, like blue red. That deck wants to draw cards no matter what that deck is. Like those colors love drawing cards. It's great. Oh, this is, this is just straight up like a four of in Storm and probably a four of in Phoenix. Yep, absolutely. Because um, Storm was already playing Sheevan Wraiths. Like yep. recently, they've gone back to Fetchlands for some reason that I don't understand yet. Um, but they're already playing four Sheevan Wraiths, and this is just really better than Sheevan Wraith. Well, not really better because you can tap it for colorless mana for no pain, but this is just better than Sheevan Wraith in those decks. And yeah. Phoenix also wants this because you don't want like if you flood, you want a way to get out of it. Um, Sunbaked Canyon, which is the red white one, it's just probably a four of in Burn. Yeah, probably. They were playing Inspiring Vantage just because it was an untapped jewel, um, and you don't want more than uh, three lands anyway. Yeah. Um, and this means it's an untapped jewel. Your life total doesn't matter that much because you're planning to kill them very quickly. Yeah. Um, and also, you don't want your fourth land drop. But if you do get your fourth land drop, you have a way of drawing a card and sacrifice one of your lands. Yeah. Um, Black green probably just great in like a rock deck or a jun deck or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Just a- yeah, any any sort of like value deck in those colours is, is going to play that. And yeah, that's yeah. great. That's sick. And there's a lot of decks that were like <clears throat> playing Horizon Canopy, even though it didn't quite fit into their colours. Yeah. Um, and now those decks can actually have an on-colour one that fixes their mana as well as being uh, an effect you want. Um, so these, these, yeah, these, these are great. These yeah. are my favourite cards in the set. I think. Yeah, um, I, I think so. I think they, for, yeah, I think they probably are just the best cards in the set. They're so sweet, and, and like this is the kind of thing where like. So we have a set that's put of like kind of medium modern cards that we might play in constructive formats, and then you just have a cycle of five lands that are objectively going to see play and are just great. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Yeah, same. Big fan of that. Also a big fan mm-hmm. of this next card. Oh yeah. We have Urza, Lord High Artificer. Big boy. It's a two uh, blue blue for a legendary creature, human artificer. He's a one four. Uh, has like a whole book's worth of text essentially. <laughs> when Urza Lord High Artificer and it's a battlefield, create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control, so it's a construct. Uh, and then has also a second ability, tap an artifact you control, add blue, uh, and a third ability for five mana of any color. Uh, shuffle your library, then exile the top card until end of turn. You may play that card without paying its mana cost. So yeah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because. I don't think this card's that playable in modern. No, um, I, I agree. I I, it's I, yeah. absurdly powerful. Um, so it does a calm thing. Yes. Right. Then it does a really strange impression of literal academy ruins. 
Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Big fan of Yeah, I think it's just an absolutely fantastic flavour win. The art's amazing. Uh, won't see any modern play at all outside of that Thopter Sword combo, but it's cool. I'm glad it's here. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So let's let's move on to a card that I'm very very excited about. Sure. Which is uh, Giver of Runes. Yeah. It's a one mana for a one two. It's a core cleric. Yeah. Importantly, not a human cleric. Yeah. Um, Thank goodness. Tap it and yeah, um, tap it. Another target creature you control against protection from colorless or from the color of your choice until end of turn. Nice. Mother of Runes is back. But yeah. Slightly worse, but kind of better. <laughs> It's sweet, like so. This is this is what I meant, like earlier when I said, like this is just like a sweet reference set, and like they keep calling back to old cards and stuff like that. So this is just a mother of rings that's different. Um, so I think this has applications. It's it's certainly very powerful. It's a very playable card. I'm I'm very much considering playing it in Legacy in some number. Yeah. Um, as either additional mother of rings or in place in mother of rings because it offers protection from stuff like Umazawa's GTA and Walking Ballista, um, that you weren't able to have protection from before. Yeah, for sure. But it's obviously it can't protect itself. No. Right, so that's one of Mother Rune's big things. If you get to untap with the Mother Rune's, it's really hard to kill because they have to have two removal spells, um, and also it's it, like that makes it a lot less powerful. But the fact that it can get protection from colors, and if you're the kind of deck that prefers to sort of use it to force through damage rather than protect from removal spells, um, like decks like Maverick do, then I think this is certainly an exciting card. One of the main problems I can see with it is the fact that there isn't really a white weenie type deck in the modern format currently. Yeah, for sure. There isn't at the moment. Um, do you think there could be? Probably not. Like, how it depends. It entirely depends on, like... So, Thalia Guardian of Thraven is, like, pretty good. Yeah. But Humans is just a better shell because you also just get to beat the crap out of your opponent with it. Yeah, for sure. Whereas a Devon Taxes type deck is just sort of like stop your opponent doing stuff as much as possible, then like gradually win. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is currently playable in the format we have at the moment, but it's certainly it's certainly got the power to be to be playable. Yeah. Also, it's just got a second point of toughness for some reason. So you have to like it takes two G take outers to kill it, yeah. or like two ballista activations to kill it, or one lava and, like, dart. Yeah, an entire lava. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I think this card's really sweet. I just don't see like the place for it in modern at the moment, and the sure. fact that it's not human is just obviously great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. If there, this definitely. was a human, if this was a human, I just think it's a four of in humans, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, this is this is really sweet. I'm I'm a big fan of this card. I'm very excited to see how it goes, and also Seth McKinnon, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah, the art is incredible, it's, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Big fan. Um, it's mm-hmm. not a card I'll ever see myself playing, but yeah, for all, all the reasons you stated there, I, I do think this is amazing, and this is exactly the kind of card that I was hoping we'd, we'd see more of in, in this set. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think Mother Bruins was slightly too powerful, being a human and being able to get protection yeah. from itself, but this, get, this gets some like, decent upgrades and the, the second point of toughness and the protection from Goodless. So, yeah. big fun of this card. Awesome. Uh, so, next up is another card that I think you're specifically very interested in. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Scale Up. It's uh, one green for sorcery. Until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a green worm with base, power, and toughness 6-4. And has overload, uh, which is 4 green-green. Obviously you can cast this card as spell for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing all instances of target with E. Will that mode ever see play? No. So this is this is Psychronic Rift. Yeah. Because it has overload and it turns things into craw worms. Yeah. Psychronic Rift. I... I'll allow it, sure. I won't, it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that joke, it's terrible. Um, so, yeah, this is one green um, to give target creature plus five plus three. Yeah. Right, if you're playing Infect. Uh, 
That's pretty good. It's pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is like another um, Marvel prototype effect, where like in the fact that you're casting as a sorcery. Um, this, I think, is playable in effect. Yep. Um, I would be surprised if this is not playable in effect. Some number. I think there might be like different builds and like how many, how many you want of this. You might just want one because it just like it's it's a good effect to have, but you don't want to overload on them. Yeah. <laughs> overload on them. Um, because they're not good in multiples because it doesn't give. Uh, plus power and toughness, it turns it into a 6 4. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it 100% increases the density of turn 2 wins because you go turn 1, Glistener Elf, turn 2, scale up plus Mightable Crosser or Groundswell or, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so, it, I, I think it's just like, I mean, obviously I'm no infect expert, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's probably just a 4 of in like Legacy Infect because you have Berserk. An infect expert, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'll allow um, it. Yeah, like yeah, surely it, it, it just gets better like when you, when you can just double the power and give it trample yeah I agree I'm not sure if it's actually better because there's a, there's a lot it's it, like legacy in fact is, is certainly tight for room sure. between brainstorms ponders uh, invigorates stuff like that yeah, you, yeah. you also have a lot of, of other things um, I think it's okay the being sorcery speed is like a, a big concern for that um, like like the deck is like four symbols and stuff as well so like yeah, yeah. the room in that deck is, is certainly small and you're only playing two berserks um, it's possible I think just like like invigorate is just good enough because you're giving it plus four plus four, which yeah. makes it a five five, and then berserk makes it lethal. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so the six isn't that relevant, I think. Sure. I don't think. Um, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I think I think it's certainly playing one in fact, um, and it might just be like if you want to go like super aggressive, where you just want to maximize the amount of times you can kill on turn two, then it's probably just a four off. Yeah. Um, if not, then it's certainly playable in some number. I've obviously pre-ordered four. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it <laughs> seems like this is important to do. Yeah, I think yeah. this, this card's just fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 great. It's really really good. Can't um, wait to die on turn two to this card. <laughs> I can't I can't wait for that one time because there, there are enough mana producing lands in the deck to overload it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that like at least a couple of times. <laughs> Entire type of but um, <laughs> turn my tapped dryad arbors into into crow worms. Hell yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm very, very excited um, about this card, and I kind of hate that it has overload because it kind of ruins the aesthetic of the card. Yeah. Um, Maybe that. I mean, like that's, very, that's very much a me problem. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Sweet. What's our What's our next card? Awesome. So next up, we've got a another card, which again, not a card I don't think I would ever play personally, but another card that I think is exactly the type of thing that this set was looking for. Uh, that is Ranger Captain Avios. It is. Uh, one white white for a creature to human uh, soldier uh, it's a 3-3 three, three. when it enters the battlefield you may search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost one or less reveal it put it in your hand then shuffle your library and then it also has a sacrifice ranger captain of Eos. your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn do you like pushed cards? oof it's <laughs> um, pretty yeah, good right? Is, uh, it's good one. so this is obviously um, a reference to ranger of Eos, Yeah. who I'm going to assume at this point has grown up Gone bold and ranked up in the in the army that he's a part of. <laughs> I would have you seen? So. Have you actually looked closely at his face? Uh, yeah. It's like it's a bold old man. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. This card's uh, this card's really good. So instead of being a four mana three two that searches for two creatures, convert mana cost one or less. This is a three mana three three. Yeah. Searches for one, but also has an upside of having a, a random disruption on it. Yeah. Uh. I like this card a lot. Uh, yeah. I think this card's really good. Me too. It, 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 it's, I think it, it fits 
it fits different roles, right, on like the same card. Um, I think you just obviously it's going to be an auto include in humans in the seventy five um, in a non zero amount. Like I, I, I definitely do not play humans. Like that's not my kind of deck. But I know that this card definitely fits in there. Uh, it, yeah, that like second ability, like the opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn, is like obviously that's a card that hates on Storm. That's a card that hates on Phoenix, even or even even like Infect, like. This is, it's just one of those cards that like it's going to get you like out of nowhere violin mm-hmm. this ranger captain sacrifice it now you can't cast non-creature spells also yeah, miracles just... miracles is, is the big one to note like you can just sacrifice it or violet in and sacrifice it in response to a miracles trigger yeah and they can't cast it yeah yeah that's the thing it's, the, it's being able to violet in I think it's really really powerful yeah. um, in humans or something like death and taxes like you know and this searches for giver of runes which might be a thing yeah um, but yeah searches for like um, champion of the parish noble hierarch stuff yeah. Uh, yeah this this is really really sweet I, I'm, I'm a big fan of this card um also worth knowing it like searches for like walking ballister yes and stuff true. yeah um which is something that um legacy death and taxes has adopted um like a like one or two of to search for with ranger of no not ranger this is ranger captain of yours yeah. recruiter of the guard yeah um so there's such a lot that could be an interesting like I, I, I'm a big fan of walking ballister as just being like a utility card even yeah. if you're not using it just like being a removal spell so this kind of certainly has a lot of applications. I would be surprised if it didn't see like quite a bit of play. Um, yeah, type line human. God damn it! <laughs> they need to they need to keep being careful with that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I <clears throat> fully agree with everything you said there. Like it's just great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's sweet. It's going to see a lot of play. Uh, I'm glad it's a mythic as well because it's. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's going to be quite expensive, right? Um, I would have thought so. Yeah. Sure. Um, cool. So I mean, but, I mean, then again, this this set's quite top heavy in terms of playable and valuable cards. I think that so. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what the price ends up. But cool. yeah. So what have we got next then? We have collector oof oof oof. <laughs> so ha ha ha. One one green for a two two oof. Surprisingly. Yeah. Simply says activate abilities of artifacts of artifacts. Oh god! It simply says, and I mess up saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Activate abilities of artifacts can't be activated. Yeah. Let's see, Stony Silence, or a Null Rod, if you will, which yeah, is yeah. referenced in the flavor text, and I'm a big fan of that. Definitely, also a big fan of yeah. that. What does it do for the oof? Nothing. Ha, I get it. Yeah. So, um, this is sweet. So, it's Stony Silence on a Tutu, which is something we haven't had before, which I think is, it's, now that I think about it, it's kind of weird that we don't have. Yeah. Um, it's a green creature, which is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure this is like this isn't like a slam dunk in, in any kind of capacity, um, but it's certainly playable among multiple 75s. Um, you can search for it with Summoner's Pipes, which is very interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's good enough for Amulet Titan, um, stuff like that. Uh, if we're talking about other formats, you can also search for it with um, Greens and Zenith, yeah. which is also interesting. But I think this is just a nice little sort of... Um, Toolbox-ish creature that you yeah. can like call it for or collect company into if you if you need it. Um, so like we, we've had Kataki that you could have done that with, but having it be a green creature and having it be like exactly Stony Silence's words is, is certainly uh, going to be relevant in modern. Yeah, definitely. Um, Strong agree. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's I mean, it turns off your, it still turns off your own stuff, so it's going to be cognizant of that. So it's something you want, but like yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of this card, and then it's going to see it's going to see play in some places. Yeah, uh, again, I, th- I think this this just absolutely perfectly fits that that slot of of cards that would be very good in modern that like might not necessarily find a find a home in standard um mm-hmm. or be be right for like standard for want of a better term um 
but would be perfect for a set like this. And yeah, I, I think it's great. If you just think this, this is the thing. So like, this this is the kind of card I was expecting when they announced this as Modern Horizons. Yeah, I think it's like obviously it's it dies to stuff like Garbanic Blast and, and whatever out of the artifact decks. Yeah, and, you know, it's it, it's certainly I many turns off their nature claims and stuff like that though, or their force of vigors or whatever because they, they can't target this um but yeah it's the kind of card that like if they printed it in a standard state be like what the hell is this doing here this doesn't do anything but they just want to try to squeeze it into modern as a card that exists and yeah. I, I like modern horizons being that kind of set yeah like, this the, is the place to do that rather than like a core yeah. set or whatever not that it's it's not too it certainly isn't too powerful for standard they yeah. can print this in standard it would probably do nothing unless we go to like an artifact set um would have been a nice answer well, for a smuggler's copter but whatever it really it, it really was, um, but we, you know, that that was now past. It's long <laughs> past. Um, but yeah, this is the kind of card that like it wouldn't make. It's not too powerful for standard, but it wouldn't make sense yeah. as it's inclusion because it doesn't do anything. So this is a sweet, um, a sweet card to, to put in hand. I'm, I'm excited for the archons of this card. Awesome, sweet. Next up, we have a, another nice reprint. Mm. We have Kess, a dissident mage. Yeah, this is a sweet one. This is one I was not expecting. Yeah, same. Definitely was not expecting this one. So it's uh, one blue, black, red for a legendary creature, human wizard. Uh, Kess is a 3-4, has flying, and during each of your turns, you may cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard, exile it instead. It's a human. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, this card is originally from Commander, Commander 2017. 2017, yeah, in the wizard deck. Yeah, uh, was problematic previously because it was only available in foil, therefore... Uh, caused lots of issues when it came to competitive legacy events where this card was playable, but it looked like a Pringle. <laughs> yeah, so you were technically cheating by because this, yeah, you could only get it with foil. Yeah. So having non foils is sweet. Yeah, it's very yeah, important, cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah, good. Um, and I th- I'm sure that that probably had something to do with why they printed it, honestly. Um, cards that are like, because this card wasn't designed to be legacy playable. No. Um, I don't. I would be surprised if it was. Um, so cards that accidentally end up being playable, um, printed in only only in foil, is is kind of a problem. Uh, we've seen that obviously with Nexus Fate standard. But um, yeah, this contract. I also think it has applications. Um, Grixis control hasn't really been anything in modern for quite some time. Yeah, um, it's just sort of usurped by by the more efficient um, and more reactive blue white control deck. But um, there's certainly other options, like you said, it has been playable in Grixis Contradicts and Legacy and stuff like that. Um, it's certainly very, very powerful. It's also just a 4 mana 3 4 flyer, which is like nothing to be sniffed at at all. Yeah, agreed. Um, and they have been being able to like Thought Seeds every turn or Lightning Bolt or, you know, stuff like that. So it's um, it's certainly interesting. I'm very excited about this card um, to see where it goes because it's, it's proven itself to be powerful. Yeah, I, I think um, it's, it's just one of those kind of like. Ooh, that's a nice inclusion. Cards where, like, yeah, it might not have a massive impact on the format, uh, but it's cool that we have non-foil copies for Legacy now. Not that it necessarily sees a lot of play in Legacy nowadays. Uh, plus, mm-hmm. also, you've got more availability for the card for Commander, because obviously it's still a very good, fun Commander card. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's also a very broken Commander card, because it's the Commander of a competitive Storm deck. In yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, um, it's just a nice, cool oh, inclusion. I'm, yeah, I'm excited to see if this card sees, like, you know, it's like a one or two of in some kind of Rixus deck, and yeah. that'd be cool. Awesome. Uh, right. So we come to our, our final cards, I guess. Cards, plural. Yeah, it's a cycle again. Yeah. Another cycle. Uh, we have the Talisman Cycle, or the other half of the Talisman Cycle, I guess, really. 
Yeah, um, we finally have enemy colour talismans. Yeah, so it's a talisman of hierarchy, which is uh, two for an artifact, and tap it for a colourless, or add white or black. Uh, talisman of hierarchy deals one damage to you. We've got talisman of creativity, that's the same, but it's for blue and red. Uh, talisman of resilience, that's the same for black and green. Talisman of conviction, it's the same, but for red and white. And talisman of curiosity, that's the same for green and blue. Yeah, I, uh, I like this. These, um, the talismans have been like kind of fringe playable, and it's some some nonsense artifact deck, um, which is cool. Um, so there might be some like minor modern applications, but like I guess the black blue one is kind of the best for that for that sort of type of strategy. Yeah, quite probably. Um, yeah, this card's cool. Like finishing off the cycle is something I, I I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about them, but there's also some swords. Yeah. Like when they print swords, this has been like something nice that you sort of see them finishing off cycles or like printing responses to cards from like 15 years ago which is really really cool yeah I'm not sure these are particularly valuable they're certainly good for commander oh yeah but like I think like cube as well like cube is, is my favourite yeah, thing for definitely. these like yeah any any sort of like cool mana rock like the talismans like cube is absolutely where these cards are going to see a lot of play mm-hmm. yeah I'm a big fan of them also having flavour text from planeswalkers yeah so like blue red has Razaric um, blue green has Tamiyo black white has Kaya Green black has Raska and red white has Quatley. Yeah, um, and they all kind of like look a bit like that Planeswalker sort of. Um, and the art's really nice. Like the black white one has a chessboard on it. Yeah, which is like kind of weird but cool. Um, yeah, these cards are just really sweet. I like. I don't expect to see any play really. Like the blue red one might in like some kind of artifact deck, I guess. Um, yeah, I, just, like, I really like that they've, they've finished up a cycle. Yeah, I, I can't imagine these will see. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I struggle to see where these will will fit into modern but yeah I, I do think they're a nice cool inclusion um, absolutely yeah I guess I, I guess we've got we've got to talk about it right we've got about to talk what? about it uh, there's another card in the set that it wasn't on the list of cards to talk about today but I mean everyone else is talking about it so I, I guess we I guess we may as well add our hot takes right yeah go on Mox Tantalite Oh god, it's terrible! Stop talking. Yeah, so there, there was a a mox in the set, <laughs> uh, mox tantalite. It's an artifact. It has no mana cost, uh, but then Yay. has suspend three for zero. Uh, so rather than cast this card from your hand, pay zero and exile it with three time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter. When the last is removed, cast it without paying its mana cost. Tap to add one mana of any, of any color. This card just yeah. it just is not good. It really isn't good. Uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't be hour of devastation without you know feeling some real devastation and uh yeah mox tantalite <laughs> makes me feel that way like this this card is not good this card will not see play in in modern this card will not see play in legacy this card probably isn't good enough for cube uh, and i fully agree with with matt nass who said that if this card was printed in standard it probably just wouldn't be good enough for standard yeah it's really weird they say like oh we're going to print cards on the set that uh, that we want to put in modern but are probably too powerful for standard and like okay so one of the mythics yes is this yeah hell is this yeah obviously this is the kind of card that makes me upset that we don't swear on this podcast yeah (laughs) i i agree uh this this obviously has to be a mythic because it is a mox i that's that's probably fine um i mean i argued for a long time that because planes walkers were planeswalkers they all had to be mythic so maybe we could you know maybe we can change this now mm-hmm. uh but this 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 card just just isn't good i right. I, I, I i i mean i hated mox amber because that was it was a mox but it was a terrible mox but this is so much worse than mox amber could could ever hope to be like right can i tell you why i like it kind of sure so it's we have lotus bloom yep from 
original Time Spiral. Yes. So I like that there with Time Spiral 2 in, yeah. right? We've got like a callback in that sense. That's nice. Yeah. We, already, we already had a Suspend 3 uh, Black Lotus. Yeah. Lotus Bloom. And now we have a Suspend 3 Mox to go along with it. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's I, cool. I like that. I can have that. It's a sweet design. Big fan. This could have been a rare because Lotus Bloom was also a rare, though they didn't have Mythics at the time, but yeah. this could obviously be a rare because we've it's got, also terrible. Yeah, we've got Uncommon Planeswalkers now. You know, you can do whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who cares about rules? Um, so that I like that. I like that it's a callback to that. And this is one of my favorite things about the set, like I said before, the flavor and the yeah. lore behind it and all of this sweet stuff. It's really cool. Um, my second thing I like about it is the art. It's just absurd. Yeah, like, the art is beautiful. The art's incredible. So I watched the stream where they spoiled it, and yeah. uh, Ryan Pankos did... Um, like a 45 minute thing it was just like it was just um, like a walkthrough of like how he'd painted it and like this is hand painted on a canvas with paints yep which just when you look at it is just incredible like Brian Paco's work is just uh, completely amazing um, I, like that's my favorite thing about it. I think this card is like absolutely gorgeous like, I, I, I'm a big fan um, unfortunately it's total crap like you've said um, and I'm angry that it exists <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, so I don't know if I'm angry that it exists, but it's it's just not a good card in in any way at all. And I mean, sure, I'll, maybe I'll open like a foil at pre-release and then just sell that immediately and be be happy about it. I, I don't know. Yeah, this, this this card just isn't good. I like zero mana artifacts are like totally my my jam, like a hundred percent. Um, no matter how much I hated Mox Amber, I totally made it work in that side deck. I'm considering that stupid Fibblefoot Planeswalker deck in standard. Like, I'll, I'll play that card. Zero Man Artifacts are great. I've played, you know, all the baubles, all the, the whatever medallions in, in Legacy. Um, great, great fun. This card is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand it. Like, you can cast it for free, right? Off of, I don't know, Asphodel. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Electro you don't need to yeah. because Asphodel, like, you're casting it for free from Asphodel anyway, so you don't need that mm-hmm. extra one mana. You can cascade into this. Yeah. That seems entirely unexciting. Yeah. So, it's it's that questions. thing of, like, so the Moxen are good because they let you cheat on mana early whereas this one does not do that so it's just not good yeah how how good would this be if it had suspend one uh it would probably be playable playable or broken uh i don't think it would be broken but i think it will be playable i think they become so they become broken when you can recur them on like the same turn with like things like paradoxical outcome and like uh, like repeal but you you couldn't do that with this yeah sure you can return to your hand but then you, you suspend it and you can't just play it again for that extra mana like it's, mm. uh, it's it's not great um i think this would be really really good if it had suspend one i think it would be too good if it had suspend one I, I don't think it would be too good i think i think it would be good enough if it had if it had to suspend one um but it's still because you it's can still play it in you would you would play it in uh, i mean i guess any of the like the affinity decks like you would play it in those like you'd probably play it you'd probably maybe you'd play yeah, it in I, mountain i don't know i think you would like it also it's it enables stuff like turn two blood moon and turn two ensnaring bridge and stuff like that so yeah um but as it is with suspend three it's uh god awful um, yeah. i'm silly honestly angry that's kind of to say <laughs> ah, they took yeah. a card that was so sweet they took Mox, which is like incredibly iconic and, and as they're always like kind of powerful and we're excited about Moxon and um, they commissioned some incredible art for this card like honestly I can't understand how, how much I love this art and they put it on something this crap and made it a mythic yeah so this took up a mythic slot like all the other mythics are like cool I mean actually some of them are just awful I'm looking at uh, Hex Drinker and uh, Renin 6 
But, you know, it's just kind of annoying. Yeah. If you're a new player that, like, opens the set, and you're like, oh, i got a Mythic. But, oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I feel okay. like maybe maybe because it's a Mox, like, new players get very excited about it because it's it's this cool, you know, a Mox, Mox is a powerful, powerful thing. They're always Mythic. They're all, you know, I, I don't know. But again, like, if like if you're a new player, are you really going to be playing this set that's meant to be unmarketed at enfranchised players? So I, I have so many, like, conflicting feelings about the, the set and some of the cards, but I don't know. I don't want to be too down on it too much because I, I do think it, it is a fantastically designed set and it is one that I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to gonna look forward to playing the the limited format for sure absolutely yeah that's 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 what i'm excited about i yeah, honestly like i've said before I, I absolutely love the set awesome um, so i think so one last final thing I think I want to touch on briefly before we, we head off today oh yeah uh, we had uh, an announcement today I, I'm not sure how public it is currently or, or where the information is available at the moment but well I mean us idiots found out about it so it must be fairly public oh yeah for sure so uh, <laughs> there is a new event uh, so I guess feeding on from Modern Horizons and trying to capture the the hype around Modern Horizons, uh, a new event that is going to be available in stores. It is called the European Modern Series. Uh, it's going to be a series of events based in WPN stores, which feature Modern uh, and Modern Horizons Sealed, uh, which lead players to regional finals, uh, where they will have a chance to compete for slots to Mythic Championship Richmond, as well as eight sets of San Diego Comic Con promos. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a a really specific or like one-off like PPTQ for mm-hmm. modern and or modern horizon specifically that's that's pretty cool right yeah absolutely um it's really sweet it's something like i think it's kind of the kind of thing we've wanted for a while yeah absolutely um it's... and to have wizards sort of do something about it is uh, certainly heartening yeah definitely i, I think uh, while they were probably problematic in themselves like the ppt q system is like massively missed i think by pretty much every store in the country like it gave players reasons to, to come to stores it allowed you to to run that sort of you know that step up that next level event and for months now there's just been there's been no word of like anything at all to replace them and while this doesn't look like it's going to be anything more than kind of like a a one-off or two-off i guess event um it's really cool that we we're getting something at least to sort of tide us over until until the next sort of one-off event like this i guess really yeah absolutely big big Um, fan so yeah it's just a cool little cool little thing yeah that we have now. Awesome. Sweet. So that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, what do you think about Modern Horizons? If you think it's awesome and that we're wrong, uh, get in touch with us on social media. Uh, so you can get us on Twitter. We are at hfdcast or facebook.com slash hfdcast. Or you can hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash hour of devastation. If you got anything at all from this podcast, uh, whether you get some enjoyment or information out of it uh, you want to give back in any way we have a few tiers on there it gives you access to our patreon feed starts as little as, as one dollar per month that's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode uh, we are going to have some cool things things coming up i think um i want to sort some sort of like discord channel out probably i'm i'm really scared of discord i think it's like a really really like cool thing and i think it, i think it's finally like that that generational like blind spot i guess where like the generation below me are like really really into it and i just don't understand it at all and it makes me feel like i'm getting old is it like um flossing 
quite probably, yeah. That's is also something like, I, can't, I can't do. Is it like, I can't think of something else that I'm out of touch with. Um, fidget spinners, I don't know. No, I love fidget spinners. Yeah, fidget spinners were great. Yeah, uh, Discord gives me a lot of anxiety because I'm in like 12 of them at this point. Wow. Um, and I just get, I get notifications pretty much like every minute <laughs> and I just like, ah, because social media already gives me like a lot of anxiety because I have to keep up with things and I feel compelled to like constantly check it and all this stuff and all yeah. these horrible things. It is Discord. something that the kids enjoy though and I think it's it's something that we will certainly be looking into. Um, I've got some oh, yeah. cool ideas of things I want to do and stick up on the Patreon page as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, we absolutely appreciate anything that we do get through there and we will be giving back some hopefully awesome stuff in the future. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Discord, especially magic yeah. related Discords because it makes me, uh, makes me seem smart when I have hot. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so if you want to get at me on my personal social media, I'm at PeachGardenOaf on Twitter. Or Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Come say hi. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sneil69. Nice. Yeah, thank you. If you would like to engage with me on the uh, in a conversation about the current political landscape um, of the United Kingdom, that's where you can find me, and uh, we'll have have a good time. Nice. Awesome. So that's pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so we'll see you all again next week on Arrow Devastation.